book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Good morning. Um, I feel I I was like Cody. Can we say something other than happy Monday? But there's nothing that really goes with it except happy Monday. Well, I think we've been saying that since we started coffee too. It reminds me of like um, crime junkies where we're like, welcome to crime junkies. And she says like her name, it's like Ashley Flowers. And she's like, and I'm Britt. And I was like, after some point of podcasting, you just have to like, because you've developed these taglines that you don't mean to develop. But yeah, so happy we Monday listen- it is. We listen back and we're like, oh, I think we said happy Monday or like or this or that. <laughs> like, we're our worst critics, obviously. But um, we talked, I think it was last week, right, mm-hmm. about um, the stages of deployment. Now, a little footnote. Um, we're not saying everybody in the whole military community experiences these, but it is pretty common um, if you ask somebody you know, what are the stages of deployment? Um, you can even find them online. Like if you type in like military stages of deployment or whatever, um, these pop up. So last week we talked anticipation of departure and, um, detachment. Detachment. Um, this week we are going to kind of talk about like the middle ground. (laughs) What happens after they leave? The easy part. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, I feel like the middle, you know, everybody kind of dreads, like, once they actually leave. But once you kind of go through the initial, I, I don't want to say shock because you knew it was coming, but you're just kind of like, man, did this really happen? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Is really gone? I was kind of thinking about that, um, like, what I wanted to say and stuff like that. And I, and I felt like kind of what I'm, go- like, feeling right now. Like, I found myself this week being, like, and I really miss my husband. You know what I mean? Like I really, yeah. I really miss him. I haven't been able to talk to him. And I feel um, like those first couple of days of deployment are kind of the same because you don't have an established like communication routine, like months into a deployment, you're like, okay, I know I'm going to talk to him around this time. I know to expect a call around this time, yeah. you know, those first couple of days of deployment while they're getting to where they're going, usually it's kind of like radio silent. And right now that's kind of what I'm having with my husband while he's gone is completely no contact. So it's like, Oh, I miss him even more when I can't just like talk to him and stuff. But um, I think it's like the first week, maybe two where you're just like, adjusting to them not being around and figuring out like you're kind of in your funk yeah you're just kind of like boohoo woe is me honestly if you are and I I think you have every right to be it's kind of like it's not I'm gonna see them in a month or whatever you kind of you're accepting the fact that it's gonna be six seven eight nine months before you get to see your person again and it's a lot to process especially as like parents I think because you come up accustomed to you know like my kids look forward to when daddy gets home you know I look forward to when daddy gets home right or like if you're having a good day and then they like and like they come in and they're like I miss daddy and then it's like I miss daddy too it's like I was having a really good day not being sad about him being gone and not to say that like military spouses are just like moping and sitting around all the time while the spouse is gone for the whole nine months but I do think that first week or two um 
you have every right to feel all of the emotions. I mean, it's, it's just like, it's just weird because they're gone and you know, they're not coming back. I always felt like once I finally got that confirmation that he was there, I was like, okay, he's, he's really there. Like it always felt really weird knowing that like I was in America and he was in another country. Like to me, that was always the weirdest part. And just that life was going on and we were kind of just living on separate sides of the earth and like totally different time zones and just like different routines versus like when we're home together, our routines are obviously different, but we are like they're copacetic well, at the same time. At, even when they go to schools, like your time difference is maybe an hour, maybe two, but yeah. it's never like, you know, you, you go to bed hours. and you go to morning. Yeah. Like yeah. It's just like, man, this is, it's different. You just don't have the, I think the access to them that you're used to. And yeah. so, um, you know, they, they call it disorganized. And I feel, I feel like that's a really, really good word for it. Cause you're just trying to get your ground, you know, like yeah. how to kind of continue, like where I want to pick up my routine, you know, how comfort your kids, get them through this, you know, stay busy. Um, just things like that. So you're kind of just trying to like figure it all out while processing your emotions. Cause like you yeah. said, you can't just like sit there and cry for the next nine months. Yeah. Well, and it can kind of overwhelming too, in the sense of like, so if you ever feel like you're like, well, I'm not really sad, like, but I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Also, I feel like that's pretty normal too, because everything is falling on your shoulders indefinitely. Like I yeah. know that if my husband's at work or something like that, things fall on my shoulders. But if I'm running late to like to getting my boys off the bus or something like that, and I know I'm going to miss it, if he was at home, I could be like, hey, I need you to like run out and out of the office and go pick up the boys from the bus stop because I'm not going to make it versus like if he is in Afghanistan or something like that. I don't really have that luxury. So it can be overwhelming also just like knowing that, okay, he's really gone or she's really gone and this all falls on me now. And, um, and I'm, kind of of like sadness. The worst case, I'm like the worst case, like planner. If this happens, what do I do? Like yeah. in the back of my mind, once they like they're there and they've landed and you know, all of that good stuff. Um, I'm like, Okay, if I break down, I'm gonna have to call USAA, like, yeah. you know, or whoever Geico or you know whatever our insurance is, and you know, okay, if I go here and this happens, who do I call? If yeah. I have an appointment and I have to do this, like who do? That's like permanently in the back of my head um, during deployment. Like it's just yeah. like a thing. So making because your emergency these... contact is on the other side of the world, I so know, it's right? like uh, okay, I would literally have. Like, luckily, we have each other here at this posting together, but, like, there are tons of spouses that move to posts and bases, and they don't know anyone. They're completely alone, and then the service member leaves, and it's kind of, like, isolating, and you're, like, um, on top of everything else going on, like, I'm in a deployment, then they're, like, oh, great, now I'm isolated as well, because I can tell you one thing. I surely wouldn't be, like, okay, well, now's the time for me to go out and... (laughs) and uh make a new like group of friends and stuff like that I would definitely be like okay I'm gonna just sit in my house for nine months and wait for him to get back because I'm an (laughs) introvert that's what you do the first two weeks (laughs) I'm just like what what do I do (laughs) but once you get through 
that. I, I promise it's not a very, very long stage. And for some, it could linger a little bit more than others. For I feel like a mom with kids, it's a little bit easier to push through that because I'm yeah. like, I got little people to take care of. Like, yeah, I can't just sit that routine ride. still has to flow. Like, Yeah, I think when my house is, even though it's empty, it's full. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if you are newlywed or you don't have any kids yet or something like that, it may maybe your stage drags out just a little bit longer because like your home is empty. I know my sister, um, she's married. The loneliness. Yeah. And he's in the Navy and she said, um, and so he's currently stationed somewhere else while she's in school. And, um, she was like, man, I'm just really sad. Like I miss him. And I was like, at least you got to see him this week. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, Hey, not all of us get to see him right now. And so she was like, I know that's what I keep telling myself, but you do, you miss your person. And especially for her, like she is very, very busy, but she has to come home to an empty home essentially at the end of the day. And it's a, it's a lot to take in, you know? Um, but once you get all through that, you recover, you like, you yeah. find a middle ground and really you float on that middle ground for quite a while. Like yeah, you really find a routine and you really like stick up with it. I, I'll tell you one thing. I've met a lot of military spouses throughout the years and I've met a lot of deployed military spouses and they have little kids at home. And let me tell you one thing, even when I was like the one with the deployed spouse and it was like Amy and Felicia and I with our husbands gone, we did not mess with that deployment routine. We were like, okay, well, your kid naps at this time and this yep. time. We're going to work around nap time and we're going to do dinner, but we're all going to be home at bedtime because we all knew like how important that routine was to stick to being the solo parent of the house at the time. So we were just like, okay, well, we can have dinner at four and be back home by 7.30 and get the kids <laughs> in bed by eight and have a few beers and we'll be good to go. Like, Right. You know. And they say that, you know, staying busy is like, it's cliche, but that's summer of 2019 was probably the fastest summer I've ever experienced of my life. Yeah, like, it was. We were it busy. Went, it went so quick and we, we were busy, but we weren't like the things that we planned were like splash buds and play yeah. dates and it wasn't nothing like over the top, but every day or, you know, every other day we're like, okay, what are we doing? Like, are we going to the library? Like what, we got to do something. We got to keep each other entertained yeah. here. You know, even if it was just, trying to start a grill in the backyard (laughs) with, you know, Amy, you set us up that day. (laughs) I thought we were going to blow ourselves up for sure that day. Yeah, for sure. I, we say this all the time. Like people will ask us, you know, tips for deployment, tips for deployment. And the number one thing that we can always say is to stay busy because I can tell you even now, even days when my husband is home, like not on a deployment, not out of school or anything like that. I just, I have learned that in this lifestyle, Um, And especially just being a stay at home mom, I need a routine. I need something to do because I just get so bored if I'm sitting at home and I'm not saying like, go pick up like an expensive hobby. I'm saying like, go find the gym and do like a workout routine, have your husband or if you have a friend that works out or even if you can afford like a personal trainer just to show you a routine, go to a gym and, and do that. Like we did that. Every morning after we dropped the kids off, it was like, okay, um, the kids get on the bus at this time. I'll meet you at the gym at this time. Even if we weren't doing a class, we went and we worked out because it was just something to fill up the time. Then it was like nap time for the babies and we did chores around the house. And then it was like, okay, time to get the girls off the bus. Want to meet at the park or something like that. Go to the library. 
And, you know, if you fill your day up, I, they just go so much faster versus the day where I'm sitting on the couch watching endless reruns of Real Housewives and wishing I had money for a Hermes bag like they do. Like, I'm just like, well, it's I feel so like you boring. Fall, if you don't stay busy, then you kind of fall back into that, like, previous stage because nights are hard, right? Yeah. All of the kids are asleep and, you know, a lot of the days you're worn out and you can fall asleep, but weekends you know and it just kind of drags on yes. and it's like I'm missing my person more than I did during the week <laughs> like for sure I, you know this is when we had our date nights or we snacked or we watched tv or we laid in bed and talked or whatever we did um so if you're like stuck in that in the morning and then stuck in that at night you're yeah. not really going to find that like middle ground and be able to kind of pick up and just I'm going to run through this nine months and that's it. Like we're going to do what we got to do. And I feel like when they're home, like there's like a distinction between weekdays and weekends. So during when my husband's home and I'm sure I know it's the same for Felicia and her husband, um, our week routine doesn't change much from week to week. It's like, okay, get up. Uh, he goes to work and I get, the house going and get the kids to school and do dinner and things like that but on the weekends is kind of like our family fun time and yeah. so when they're gone not to say that we don't have family fun time but um it kind of just feels like Monday through Sunday is the same exact routine every day minus just no school on those two days because it's like okay well I've run on my errands I've taken you to school dad's not here so we're not gonna like we're not gonna go venture out to um yeah. the trampoline park or something like that because we have a ton of kids and we're just like okay we're not gonna red cross that one of you went missing today so <laughs> we will do trampoline park when there are two parents and and um you know four eyes against the the four of you but um I feel like sometimes when they're gone it can just feel like it's just an everlasting dragging week and yeah. it's, it just never it's like the same mundane thing routine over and over again so if you can find ways where it's like okay well monday through friday i go to the gym um on these days i go to i don't know sign your kids up for a class so gymnastics i mean even like Ooh. a yeah, <laughs> i did just, that that was a that was a bullet to bite but it did it took yeah. like two months of our time but yeah talk about busy <laughs> right and um, I mean whenever my husband was gone I coached a whole cheer team and like it, it was it was hectic and it was hard but when it was over I realized how much I needed that during that time of that deployment it was uh it was really fun for everybody I think who did it and I got to have some human interaction outside of like my little tribe circle, it was nice to be able to interact with people, um, yeah. teach kids a new skill. It gave me something to do on the weekends. I was pretty busy during the week doing it. And then, you know, it, it just kind of added into my countdown, like, okay, I'm going to coach cheer for these, how long was it like two or three months? And then it was time yeah. for like Halloween. And then it was time for daddy to come home, you know? So it, if you can find something where it's like, okay, well, this is going to take up two months of the deployment and I'm going to have something to do every, yeah. every week. Like that's eight weeks off of And your... it can literally be anything. Like yeah. if you take a course at the school or attend a class at your church or, you know, you meet mom friends in the park once a week, like whatever it is, just filling your calendar. I mean, girl, 
necessarily don't necessarily go spend money but <laughs> go go walk target get out of yeah. your house walk the outlets i know i know like during it my daughter since she's older she has like a she can recognize time a little bit more so she knows you know weekends we do things with dad like it's our family day out and then like what are we gonna do what, what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah. i'm like i don't know i really don't want to do anything so we're not gonna go out which then i feel kind of bad because i'm like well, she's been in school all week. I need to right. figure it out. So having those things or even the little play dates or whatever it is, it kind of helps the time fly by for them and yourself. Yeah. And it kind of gives you something to be like, okay, I like this about this duty station. I like yeah. this about this duty station. I don't like this. Um, and, and it's just like an outlet, pretty much. It's an outlet for you to do. Yeah. <laughs> just make a good friend like Cody made me during her husband's deployment and then he got jealous of me so <laughs> we'll have to talk about we're gonna talk about that on the end and the, and the next episode because that is a true story but um <laughs> he loves I, me now though yeah. don't worry. <laughs> I will say also I was telling Felicia this the other day is when my husband is gone I am so much more productive than when he is home and not in his and not in a bad way but like when he's home um my husband is always the, the person to be like sit down babe stop babe don't yeah. worry about the mess, Same. babe. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, I literally can't. Like, I, I have so much, like, household OCD where, like, I, I can't relax unless my house is in a certain order. But he has a good way of slowing me down and just being like, listen, I really just need this weekend to chill. And I don't – and because he's not the type of man that will sit here and let me clean. And then he's just, like, sitting on his ass and just yeah. watching me. So he feels obligated. So sometimes he'll be like, Cody. I need you to just chill the fuck out this weekend because I need a weekend to chill. So I'm like, okay, all right, all right. I tried not to be like, can you get up and help me clean the house and purge the garage and mow the lawn and all this on your two days off? But when he's like, gone, I want to be chill, but God has other plans. Exactly. <laughs> and so on his days off, we will like usually, I don't know, like we'll lay on the couch and watch shitty TV and eat junk food and send the kids outside or be like, go watch a movie in your room or something like that and just be lazy together. But when he's gone, I like, I'm productive. Like my yeah. house is clean. My, my, I'm taking my kids to do this and I'm going to do run these errands and I'm getting my grocery shopping done and I have lunches made and it's just so it's so much easier to be productive when he's gone it's just and it you keeps enjoy me busier yeah know, like exactly you, you don't get as much time with them I think and so I think the little moments that we do get we cherish those a little bit more even if it's just sitting on the couch you know watching tv Saturday nights our families will get together and do nothing we literally do nothing. We, well, we drink and play cornhole. Well, maybe we argue, play cornhole, but we're, we're content points. sitting at the, you know, bar counter and just talking. Yeah. Like, it's typically some military related because. Of course. <laughs> but, like, we're content doing that. And we're not doing much. The same thing if they're not here. Cody and I just let the kids around. But it's known in our house that Sunday is our day of rest. That's what he tells our daughter. She'll be like, could we do this? Could we do this? No, it's our day of rest. <laughs> Church in the morning, rest the rest of the day. Exactly. But um, once you find your, you know, your ground, it just goes by fast. It does. You'll be like, it's time. It's like return. It's return. Like we're already. Well, I feel like it goes fast. And then you hit that point where it's like, okay, this is getting kind of slow again. Like you yeah. hit like a rut. But I think as long as you pull yourself out and give yourself grace to know, like, you're going to hit that point of deployment where you're just like, 
I miss my husband. Eventually something has gone wrong and you're just like looking at the calendar and thinking like this time is standing still. I, I can't do another day of this, but I promise you, if you just don't let yourself revert back to that, like mopey send off mood and just be like, okay, well, yeah, it's July and he's not coming home till November, but I got to push through. I'm going to just figure out something new. And, and in that, in that moment, maybe adjust your routine. Maybe you're just feeling a little, a little burnout. Like everybody's going to go through burnout during a deployment. Everything's falling literally on your shoulders, regardless if you're a mom or not, there's really not much that they can do from overseas that you can do while you're here. If that's like car registration, if that's like reaching out to do whatever you may need to do on their behalf, eventually you're going to burn out. I mean, even like maybe sending care packages, you're like, oh shit, I got to go to the store and build another care package because he needs this and this and this. You're going to feel burnout at some point. And, and that moment you need to readjust kind of what your routine is and figure out, okay, well, I'm not enjoying doing this anymore. The gym is not fun for me anymore. I'm going to maybe take up journaling or reading a new book or something like that. You have to really, as a spouse, I feel like regardless if they're gone or not you need hobbies in this life because a lot of the time your everything is ever changing you need something that's like okay no matter where I move to there's always going to be a gym no matter where I move to there's always going to be a craft store or something that you are always able to um, reinvest back into yourself and what re-energizes you and what makes you feel good so and it's not to say that you wouldn't like not necessarily not miss them and have you can miss them and not be in that mopey stage. Yeah. Like yeah. You can, there's days that you will be having the best of days. There's days that we'll be in church and I'd be like, man, I just wish my husband was here. That it was just, it's just be yeah. nice. If my husband is here. There's times we go grocery shopping and I'm like, oh, he would love to see this. I wish my husband was here. Yeah. I'm not sad, but you know, there's just like that emptiness. Like I'm missing my person right. and that's fine, but it's the, looking forward to like that anticipation of return. Like, you know, we're almost there though. Like I miss my husband a lot, but guess what? We've done eight months. We got three more to go or whatever it is, you know, six months down, seven months down. Um, and I think I, I know a lot of people count down, um, we count down and everything, but don't focus on that because when the days start to go by, like, so like, okay, yes, uh, 391. 389. I promise you it'll make this deployment seem crazy. So much longer. And you'll drive yourself crazy. Yep. Don't ask yourself like, oh, is this what is this? What is it? Nope. Like, okay, we count down every week. Oh, we count down every month. Every month we're one month closer. Or whatever you do, don't just focus on it like, let me mark off this calendar. One. (laughs) Like, you know, how many days? I remember on D's first deployment, I had like a deployment tracker on my phone. It was just like a circle. And it was so depressing to look at because it was a it was a twelve month deployment and that thing moved so slow. If you think about like a pie grid and it was just like a little sliver each day. And I would be like at one point, I was like, okay, I'm just not going to check this anymore because for a while, it didn't look any different from when I looked at it before because of how small that little progress it was making yeah. each day. So if you enjoy, like, if you have kids, we do the tracker, like we do the, the countdown and things like that. But like Felicia said, don't fixate on it because you're going to go crazy. You're going to be like, 
it like um spongebob is like one year later <laughs> it's like exactly it's so depressing to look at that just remember like okay none of us really know when they're ever coming home so there's really no point in even trying to track it because right. Right. army is like gotcha you don't really know when i'm sending them home i'll keep them forever if i want and there's nothing you can do about it so it's just kind of like play it by ear and just enjoy making memories with your kids or things like invest in yourself make some goals that you were like okay i know i couldn't do this if you so my husband has a i have a sweet tooth but my husband has a sweet tooth and so like i could never be like oh, I'm going to cut out sweets completely. I don't have the self-control like at all. So if he's eating sweets, I'm like, well, let me get a little bit of that that you got over there. Like, let me have a little taste of that too. But if he's gone on deployment, I could be like, okay, I am going to go a month without drinking a soda. And then the next month, I want to go a month without eating any candy. And then the next month, I want to go a month without baking anything. I could never do that if he was home. (laughs) My husband is straight up like let's go to the gas station and get a little snack there's nothing good for you to eat at the gas station first of all so well there is because peanut m&ms are real good (laughs) i mean they are good but you know in the sense of like i'm not eating sugar but so think of things like that to um goals that you can complete for yourself that you know might be harder to do if your spouse was home um but you get once you get there you get to that return stage and I feel like that's one of the best parts really like before oh, the actual so homecoming it's butterfly-y. like yeah I'm you're like so giddy like oh I get to see it like oh like make sure you gotta look all pretty that's you know? when the like, days go slow that's when you yeah. don't want to look at that tracker because it's like oh my the hours feel like days yeah. and well minutes. especially because it changes like you said it could be this it could be that it could be yeah. that but you just get that initial like you're so it's, worried too like when the day comes and, and you thought it's like this is the date this is when I'm coming home I remember being so anxious like the week of that like okay it could, it could change it could change it better not fucking change but it could change <laughs> it could change don't get excited don't get excited and then it's like even when they're on that plane you're like please don't let there be any delays please let them come home right like, <laughs> it's so that 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 anticipation is almost worse than the anticipation of like waiting for them to leave. I think because it's like, Oh, just give them back to me. I, I can't wait to see him, but also nervous. Cause I don't know my husband and I know yours always was like gym rat, 100% full deployment. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Oh God, is he going to still think I'm good looking? Like I, he's got these huge muscles now. Like, is he going to still want me? It's like that whole little dating stage. It is. It 100% is. Flirtatious and like just the butterflies. It's the weirdest thing, right? You can be married 10 years and it's like, man, you still got butterflies. I'm so nervous. Yeah. I remember like the time, like when I would pick him up, he'd be like, why are you acting so shy? And I'm like, I don't know. I I haven't seen you in nine months. And now you're like sitting here kissing on me and holding my hand. And I, are you real? Is this really happening? Are you here? It's like the first day all over again. And I think sometimes people don't understand why military spouses would be like, um, first of all, like you, if you welcome a deployment, they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? But one, you don't have a choice in the matter. So you may as well just be like, okay, this is happening. But two, it's that homecoming. The homecoming is literally magical. It's just so like, one, it's a blessing that they made it home and 
you know, nobody is naive to the fact that you're extremely lucky that your spouse came home from a deployment. So you're like, thank God you're here. I'm touching you. You're here. And then it's like that first date all over again where you're nervous and you have butterflies and you're like, oh, do I look pretty? Does he like me? Does he like what I'm wearing? Oh my God, he looks so good. Wow, that's my husband. (laughs) You know, so it's like- And I think there's just so many emotions. I watched a homecoming (laughs) video and I was crying. At like eight o'clock this morning, I was crying and it was not fun, but he like, you know, he, he picked up his daughter or whatever and he had tears coming down his eyes. And then I cried because I was like, a man's crying, I'm crying. (laughs) And so it was the sweetest thing. And I, I think you should allow yourself to fill all those emotions, you know, whether it's you're overjoyed and you're just like, I can't believe they're here. Or if it's, if it's the, you know crying just because I cry when I'm happy I cry when I'm sad I cry when I'm mad it's it's a whole thing (laughs) um but whatever it is you know and allow them to feel those same emotions like she was so happy that you know he picked up his daughter and he was loving on his daughter and then he cried and it made her emotional and she was like I was totally fine prior to that you know yeah I think the anticipation is probably like the the best stage is once you get there (laughs) yeah yeah, it kind of levels out that, you know, we've made it, we've done it, we're getting over. there, you know, you know, a month, two months, that's nothing compared to the eight you've gone through or the yeah. you know, 12 you've gone through or whatever. And it doesn't even matter where they were deployed to, where, you know, Mm-mm. wherever it was. A separation is a separation. That's what it is. Like, uh, people think like, oh, well, my husband is, does combat deployments. Well, you know what? That doesn't matter. Like a 12 month deployment with you know the patriot missile system is just as important as you know your husband's combat deployment it's just as stressful there are things that come up anytime that you have to be away from your spouse that is stressful I like knowing where he's at I like knowing that I can get to him if, if I need to I like knowing that he can get to me if he needs to and I think having the deployment adds a huge huge um vulnerability in your relationship as far as like if something were to happen um, to him or to me or one of our kids, he can't just be here right when I need him to be here. It's yeah. going to be a couple days. And, and, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability that goes into that knowing that and responsibility and knowing that everything is on my shoulders. And all I want to do is make my husband proud. Like at the end of the day, I want him to come home from deployment and be like, I am so proud of you for, you know, holding down the home front because I do it anyways when he's home but knowing that he's really kind of out of the picture like like there's no backup you can call your mom you can call your your dad or something like that but the person that you really need in the moment of shit hitting the fan is not much help like there were so many times on his deployment that I would call him. I'd be like, call me right now. And he would, and it would be like some minor inconvenience of like, there was a snake in our backyard one time and I had to kill it with an ax. And he was like, Cody, you cannot do that to me. He is like, I, I, I'm across the world and you send me in a panic every time you do that. And, and so, um, but I'm like, my first reaction with everything is just call D, call D, call D. D's gonna, D will fix it. D is, my saving grace. Like, so, um, I think, you know, deployment is a very vulnerable moment. And so when they do come home, it's like this sigh of relief, like, okay, I did it. It's just like the weight of the world is off your shoulders. Yeah. You You have have somebody to share it with now. 
Yeah, you have no other choice but to make it through. I have three children. You have no other choice, literally, but to make it through this deployment until they come home. And like you said, you don't want to send them into a panic. So I try not to, like, worry my husband. And then when he's like, how's your day? I'm like, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything that happened today. Yeah. Because Murphy, Murphy visits me if my husband is gone in the field for two days. Murphy hates me. Like, he goes for the throat, man. But... <laughs> I, I can't. I just. Or like you tell them after you've handled it, like, okay, well, your kid almost died, but I saved the day. He's okay now. Like he detached his lip from his face, but it's fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to see his reaction when, when her baby fell and like messed up his face, she sends me these pictures and sent me into a panic. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Like, what, what emergency room are we going to? I'm on my way right now. <laughs> yeah, and I waited until it was done. I knew he was fine to tell my husband because yeah, I was that's like, what she tells him. That's what you tell him before and don't send me into the panic. <laughs> Listen, we're in this together. We panic together. We are raising seven children together, soon to be eight. So, you're in it. You're in it. But, but if you guys go like we said, there's so many stages and you might not hit them all, but we've pretty much experienced them all for the deployments. So um, it's it's normal to kind of go up and down. It's normal to go back some. Like there's days that you may be a little bit sad. Like she said, you know, you may need to readjust your um, routine. The dates may change. So you may be anticipating that return and then kind of jump back a few steps because the date changed and you're just like, boohoo I was like looking forward to this and you know now it's another month in advance or whatever it is so you'll fluctuate between them but these are just normal stages these are just normal things that you'll go through and it's not going to make or break you like I think it's you're gonna get through it you're gonna come out stronger your marriage is gonna come out stronger because you're like hey we did that like you know hey we did that a lot of couples don't I shouldn't say a lot some couples do not survive deployment. So, you know, knowing that your relationship made it through one and you came out on top and stronger, um, that's a huge accomplishment, especially yeah. in a military marriage. Like, give yourself some grace on the bad days. What you're experiencing is not easy. I don't think that I could switch places with, like, one of my civilian friends and be like, okay, go ahead. You try it. And, and and see that they wouldn't crumble at some point. At, yeah. at some point, the weight gets pretty heavy. And, and it does. It all falls on you during a deployment because you want to be that rock. Like, I've got this. I'm fine. The home front is good. You handle what you need to handle. And that's not to say that you're lying or you're putting on a front. But I think every military spouse knows that when your spouse is in a war zone or in a dangerous area, the last thing you want to do is be like, Hey, um, I'm struggling really bad here. And you know what I mean? So if you make it through a a deployment, um, not to say that you don't have bad days or you don't have moments where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I never want to experience a deployment again. Um, that is a huge accomplishment and just know that your spouse is proud of you. And I'm, a lot of men aren't great. We are proud. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of men aren't great with their words. My husband is not you know, super good with his words, but there are moments where I know like he'll, he'll leave like little, he'll drop little things like in conversation where he talks about, um, like what he talked about at work or something. There'll be moments where I'll like tear up because he'll be like, 
you know, a lot of people ask me, babe, like, how do you deal with this? And he's like, I just tell my wife is a different breed. And like, she's just different. <laughs> like she is built for this. And I, and like, in it, it's his way of acknowledging yeah. the hard work that I do and that he is proud to be married to me and stuff like that. So even if your spouse doesn't say it, just know that like one, we're proud of you Two. I know that your spouse is proud of you because he wouldn't stay married to you if you were totally fucking right? fucking things up while he was deployed. Like if you're keeping his kids okay. alive, you're paying the bills, you're making sure that, you know, he has a house to come home to and you're starting his truck, start his truck, go start it, you know, and I doing today. Hush. <laughs> doing, if you're doing those things, your spouse may not be the best with their words, but I know that they are proud to have you as their wife. That's like, yeah, I can go kick ass in another country and know that my wife can handle what needs to be handled on the home front. Not to say that it's not hard and that you don't have hard days, but you know, I think somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I think going into a deployment, and that's really the whole reason for the series is that you kind of know what you're going into, what to expect. So many people are like, literally one of the biggest questions we get are like, what do you do for your first deployment? Well, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? Or how do you do this? Uh, yeah. Do first, that? fifth, and it's 27th, just like, they're all the same. <laughs> they're all the exact same. You're going to do the exact same stages. It's never going to get easier to say bye to your spouse for nine months. It's never going to get easy. Um, sure. Maybe you go through the stages a little bit quicker and you pick up that routine a little bit quicker than you normally would. Instead yeah. of two weeks, you're in two days and you're ready to rock. But that's what we kind of just wanted to dive in and share with you guys. And we yeah. hope the series is pretty helpful for you. And Next one last week- thought, wait, one last thought. Cause I just <laughs> thought of this, but this is Felicia's first deployment. And to me, I feel like the only difference between a deployment and like my husband going to the field or NTC or going to school is just that one, maybe like our communications a little easier when he's, when he's not like out of school or something like that. But two, I feel like my routine feels the same, but you, this is your first deployment and you mark was like always gone uh when we first met in the field would you say (laughs) that you're like you feel that your routine and life is kind of feels the same um like compared like deployment compared to a field problem like that when he was gone for a while i think i think they're definitely the same because regardless if he is in the field it's not like he can come out and help you yeah (laughs) um i remember the time where did we go we went to hobby lobby Oh, you're North Carolina. <laughs> my husband was in the field and we were going home. Thankfully, we all lived in the same community and my car blew up on the side of the road. Yeah. Like, I, I can remember it and I call my husband. He's like, Well, I can't get out. So, yeah. like, <laughs> somebody's got to help you. <laughs> Amy? <laughs> Amy? Like, no, I wanted to bring that up, though. I wanted to bring that up, though, because I was thinking, uh, you know, a lot of people say, Well, this is my first appointment. And I think it's important to know that, like, I don't think that a deployment or a field problem feel much different. I think how you cope when your spouse is gone is just like make or break of any situation. Differences is literally the minor details, right? He's not gone for a week. He's gone a year. Right. He's not around the corner. You know, God forbid you end up in the hospital. They're going to let him out of the field and he's going to go to you. He can't do that there. I feel like those are the few like, if you want to say like minor inconveniences that you can't really like depend on. So you have to kind of figure out your way. But when your spouse is gone, he's gone. It's not like, you know, a nine to five job that they can pick up and leave. He's gone when he's, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It's not like 
the response time is two minutes. Like it would be if my mom called my dad and said she was broken down. Like it's not the same. Yeah. So I think all of that is really similar. It's just the initial kind of thought or like fact that it is like you're in another country. (laughs) Yeah. This freaking a year long, you know, he's, he's gone, gone. Like, you know, he's not, he's not coming to help me or save me anytime soon. Um, And that's when you just kind of like put your big girl panties on and you just, Go it, through it. Yeah. Like Murphy's going to visit you regardless. He visits me all the time. So, <laughs> like he ain't changing there. But um, next week we're going to talk about what are we talking about? Reintegration. <laughs> right. And the adjustment, adjust, adjustment <laughs> of um, all of that. So we're super excited to kind of dwindle the series down. And then we have a few tips for you guys. We don't consider ourselves pros, but we consider ourselves pros. <laughs> Hey, well, somebody told me, she sent me a message today on my personal um, Instagram and she was like, it was really sweet. And she said, uh, thank you guys for being true North stars in this life um, for all of us newbies. And I was like, oh my gosh, stop. Like you can make me cry. That was so nice. But yeah, if you guys ever feel like lost in the sauce, we don't know all the answers and best we can do is just tell you like what we have lived through and how we handled it but that is what we have created coffee for us things like this yeah. like things that you may not understand and we might not understand but we can learn together um and you know come to us if you know you feel like it's something that you would get dragged on the wife's page you're not going to get dragged on coffee so if you want to mm-hmm. ask if you want to ask about a deployment if you want to ask about a field problem if you want to ask about anything um, if we don't know, we'll straight up tell you, but like, girl, I don't know. I haven't lived that one yet, but, <laughs> um, let me know what, what happens and then, you know, you'll teach me something, but yeah, like Felicia said, we're not pros, but we're just here to help. We're just here to help make a better community for spouses. So catch us next week and we will spill the coffee together then. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.